Hot Tub Beers is meant for entertainment purposes with a side of beer education. Each episode may contain offensive and off-color humor. Our intended audience is people 21 years of older who love beer and laughter. Are you looking for a house with a hot tub so you can be just like us? If so, you need to call Hugh Height, the Texas Beer Realtor. He's a craft beer fan looking to help out his fellow hopheads any way he can with their real estate needs. That's Hugh Height, TXBeerRealtor.com or 281-939-8182. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beer. So, Jake, we are we're taking a break from the hot tub. Bummer. Yeah, we are, we're in the blind finch, sitting underneath uh, Pierre Celis' chandeliers. Fucking nice. It is kind of <laughs> nice, isn't it? Um, I, I love every time I'm sitting under him, and we, we we bring that up, and it, it still makes me happy every time, especially since we have a sex juju chandelier in here. A sex juju san- chandelier. Yeah. Um, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. It's just you and me in here, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, um, hopefully Daytona and Christine aren't going to, you know ostracize me for for saying what i'm about to say (laughs) (laughs) okay all right now i'm intrigued go ahead so the chandelier hanging above the bar right the actual bar space yes in belgium they had bedrooms like we have dining room tables so your dining room you don't actually eat in your dining room every day you know like most people eat in the kitchen nook or the breakfast table correct that's where you have your daily meals and then big special days thanksgiving christmas whatever it is right we use that table. Well, they had that with bedrooms. They had their daily live-in bedroom, and then they had a special bedroom. And this is literally this is how I was told was, oh, it was a special bedroom. So on special nights they sleep in this bedroom, right? Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna take a lot of inference on this one. We're really gonna <laughs> we're, we're gonna take some liberties. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyways, this chandelier was uh, in that bedroom. Oh, uh, nice. In the special bedroom. In the special bedroom. So this is my. Um, my Belgian sex juju uh, chandelier that mm. I'm hoping imparts that that Belgian sex mojo to everybody that comes in. Ah, well, we'll see. If, <laughs> if you're looking for sex mojo, the blind finch, you just got to know which door to knock on. It hasn't worked for me yet. So hasn't worked for you yeah, yet. Yeah, maybe I just gotta rub it longer. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we don't need the hot tub for innuendo, do we? No, 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 <laughs> so, no. Just some some sex mojo. <laughs> I'm, I'm warming up here on uh, some national standard. Uh, Blonde Ale from Tups, provided to us by Taylor Beasley, a uh, friend of the show, who uh, who we hung out with recently. Had her little uh, trivia night there at Thistle not too long ago. We sipped on some national standard and uh, answered trivia. But we're we're not gonna we're not gonna do a Tups episode today. We're gonna do a Foss Brewing episode. So Foss Brewing, small. New brewery there in downtown Conroe, just north of Spring. Um, I guess pseudo hometown for me. I did most of my growing up in Huntsville. Last two years of high school, I graduated Conroe High. Uh, I have lots of great memories of being in Conroe, running around in Conroe Town, and 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 having a good time down there. Um, so, but I have not yet visited visited Frost Foss Brewing. It's a mouthful. <laughs> we haven't um, visited Frost either. Oh uh, yeah, we haven't visited Frost Town either. Yeah, Andreas, that was on the docket, but it, it will be on the docket again. But uh, will it? This I've I've heard lots of great things about this beer. I haven't had it yet, but I've heard lots of great things about this beer. Yeah, I mean I've had it. So actually, I take that back. I haven't had all. I haven't had everything we've had here. I've only okay. had one that we've had here. So. We got this guy. It's uh, what Tom Dylan and Aaron. Yep, Tom owners. Dylan and Aaron. Tom and Tom and Dylan are father and son. Aaron is Tom's nephew. And then was it Dylan and Aaron do all the brewing? Correct. I don't know if they do all the brewing, but they have the brewing history. So okay, let's see. It was uh, Aaron. I have it right here in front of me. Aaron used to work in the cellar at Carbach, and he brewed at Buffalo Bayou. Dylan also worked at Carbach on packaging but then brewed at Eureka Heights and Whole Foods. So oh, wow. we have a, a combined, what is that, three three uh, different brewery brewing jobs between the two? It's kind of, yeah. This, uh, Did I say three? There's five. It's five. I, I, are we counting today? Yes. Yeah. You're in charge of the math on this show. One, I thought you understood two, that. One, two, three, four. Four different brewing jobs. Okay. Across two people, yeah. Across two people. And, and so... 
I also read in there somewhere that they went to Europe and got like some formal brewing education along the way. Um, and so it kind of lends itself to the styles that they're brewing because they're, they're brewing a lot of old style beers. They're wanting to get back to German roots, um, which is interesting. They are in the oldest building in Conroe. The Gentry Building, I think it was? Correct. Okay. Oldest building in Conroe. Uh, and they're brewing some old-style beers. I think, I want to say it was either this week or next. Of course, who knows when this episode is going to get released. Uh, that they were going to release a Hellas, and it was going to come straight out of the tanks, like some old school, like they do in Germany. They're just pulling beer straight out of the bright tanks and serving it to the customers. I think they're already doing that, actually. Are they really? I think that's what their tap wall is set up with, is... Um they, I, th- I think they have, like, they just drop it into these serving tanks. They don't keg it or any of that. They just drop it into these serving yeah. tanks, and you, you're pouring straight from the source. So you you brought these beers back from Foss with you. I did. Did did they know we were going to judge them? Ooh. Um, I may have dropped it a little bit. Okay. Uh, but I don't think I truly told them what I was doing. Well, at this point in the show, I... I feel safe in saying that our judgment is now the industry standard. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't feel that anybody is um, as prepared to judge beer in a hot tub or a modern-day speakeasy as us. Agreed. I mean, we're, we're getting close to 100 episodes, which puts us roughly around over 400 ratings. Yeah, probably so. I mean, I told you, you're in charge of the math, Jake. Mm-hmm. I don't do math. And that doesn't actually include the... Uh, the unreleased episodes that we decided oh, we got too far goodness. off the uh, rails. We, we have some unreleased episodes that would hopefully never be released, but they got off the rails. <laughs> they, they did get off the rails, um, which is, it's, I don't, I don't know. There's part of me that wants to release them, part of me that wants to keep them hidden. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll I mean, see it, was, one day. it was a little bit of um, ignorance. There was a little bit of toastiness uh, the was energy was all over the combo place. number one with an ipa that tasted like refried beans a little bit of everything yeah we didn't say very nice things for that beer we did not but we <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping we're gonna say some incredible things about frost uh, excuse me frost town uh frost brewing i'm getting my f's mixed up okay um so old town is the first beer that we're gonna try so as i'm pouring this one jake tell me a little bit about old town uh old town is an alt beer i uh I actually, it's been a while since I've had a a good alt beer, but it's going to be a maltier style of beer. Originally, I say originally, it's around Dusseldorf, Rhineland. Uh, It's going to be lagered. I say lagered. It's a lagered alt beer? No, it's not. I'm, I'm just... You're just going crazy. I'm just yeah. I'm just going crazy. Yeah. No. It's 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 an ale. It's, it's top a fermented. Beer. Uh, but yeah, it's typically fairly light bodied and malty. So when you talk about the history of of uh, beer, especially in Germany, is is the way the water was is you would tend towards a, a maltier build, you know, so you'd get a, a more rounded beer, you know, which is where your Vienna Lager, that's where your box. Uh, a lot of great styles came from there. And that's that's kind of cool. So what we should be tasting is going to be a just a mild, dark ale, correct? So it's going to be 4.8% alcohol. This is going to be a sessionable beer. Is there any specific characteristics from an alt beer? Or is an alt beer just exactly like it sounds? It's an alternative beer, like it's just going to be anything goes. Well, I think... Personally, the uh, it's kind of a weird thing to say. Is like certain styles have a lot more defined characteristics. Okay, your your Czech Pilsner, your original Pilsner, the first Pilsner is Saz hop and Pilsner malt, okay. right? And that's that's how you do it. Um, now, once you start moving kind of regionally specific, you start changing that a little bit. the The German Pils was the Pilsner malt with a different hop. And then the Belgian pills was the same hop, the size hop, and with a different malt. So it kind of alters a little bit, but it still comes back down to the same thing. The Czech right. pills, it's it's these two main, these two ingredients are, are, are defined. But right? with the alt beer, no specific? I don't think so, right? So the alt beer is a dark copper color. 
okay. moderate temperature fermenting, and then it's uh, cooler. It's matured in a cooler is is the way they describe it, right? Which is is when you go kind of back, they were doing that in caves anyways. Okay. You know, that's a great place to store something is in a nice cool cave. Well, I mean, you said copper, and I'm, and I'm getting like almost notes of those copper pennies on the nose of it to me. This is, I, and maybe this is just me, but you said one of the guys was working at Buffalo Bayou, right? Yes. Right? Okay. So this, this to me has like, Hints of uh, 1836, the the copper ale. Really? But to me, I, now I haven't tasted it yet. It's it's darker in color. Yeah, this is quite a bit darker than I was expecting. I mean, this is this is almost darker than a, a Doppelbach. It is. The color is very dark, but it, it is not as sweet as a Doppelbach. So I just had it. The the hops. Do you know what hops they use or no? Oh, I have no idea. The the hops that that's in there. There's this earthy note to it that's that's really good. Um, it is it's super light bodied beer. It doesn't the the body on the beer does not look or does not feel anything like it looks in the glass. It almost has like a stout color to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it, I mean, it's browner, but yeah. And so, actually, I do know the hops. Um, Give it to me, Jake. I should go ahead and do my research and open my phone and look at uh, what we're doing here. Um, our, our professional <laughs> Googling. Munich and Pilsen, Pilsner malt. Okay. Which is interesting. That would mean that there's quite a bit of Munich in there. Yeah. Yeah, to uh, make it so dark? Absolutely. It's hopped with Hallertau and Spalt. So they're they're using some oh, like noble some hops. traditional German hops, yeah. Yep, they're using some noble hops, and they have a house German ale yeast. Uh, Old Town is named after the historic Altstadt area of Dusseldorf. Nice. So that, that that's pretty cool. They're, okay, they're really kind of pushing back. Am I am point. I twisting the meaning of alt beer so that it's it's after this traditional area of Altstadt instead of it being like an alternative type of ale? Did I fuck that up? Alt's translation is old. Oh. Yeah, so, like, it's, I guess, the the whole... Jake does math and German on the show. The, yeah, I, I studied German for four years. I'm not very good at it. But, yeah, A-L-T, Alt, and then B-I-E-R, so it's going to be old beer. It's like the wit beer. Uh, wit okay. beer is, is, I can never get the right language for Belgium, but it's Flemish or something along those lines. It's, I think it is Flemish. Yeah, and so it's it's white, and then your half. The only reason I know that is because Daytona started speaking Flemish in the hot tub. Oh, did she? Yeah, yeah. You don't remember? I mean, I was there. I remember everything about Daytona being in the hot tub. <laughs> we had fun. I've had so many long nights with Daytona, uh, having too many beverages, so they all kind of blend together. The the flavor of this beer, I really enjoy it. I, I really wasn't sure what to expect. It is. Kind of almost a Bach with a heavier mouthfeel and more of a hot presence. That that body there, or not the body, rather the malt backbone, really is gives you that that Bach flavor. There, the malt is there. You can taste it. You can feel it. But it's not one of the components of the beer is overpowered by the other. I wouldn't call this a super malty beer. I wouldn't call it a you know a overly hopped ale. It's 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 very well balanced. I really enjoy it. You know I'm. I'm going to have to kind of go against the grain with you on this one. Uh, okay. I think it's way maltier than it deserves to be. Um, I'm actually kind of impressed at how malty they got this. Uh, but also, I don't think it's akin to the the style it should be. I get so much body off of it. Um, Do you? It, a lot of residual. But it's not... It's not bready in the sense of like soft wheat bread. It's bready in more of a what's the right way to say this? Like a hearty rye or a dry pumpernickel. Okay. <laughs> you just went deep down the bread hole there. I did. I did because I mean, to me it's bready, but it's it's a very specific dry bready. And I get that. I get that. I I don't I don't I, I didn't get bread off of it until you said something about it, but I I don't know. It's it, to me, it's it's a very well crafted beer. Um, now, this is I'm going to go ahead and be completely honest. This is probably the style that I have, you know, one of the least amount of experience in in this style. Um, but 
Am I going to travel down the alt beer hole now a little bit farther? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, this is this is pretty cool. This is a good introduction for me into an alt beer uh, because it's not something. I mean, it's not something honestly that we see on the tap wall very often. Correct. Correct. And I wonder. I wonder if it's coming off so dark just because of the room we're in. I mean, I think that may be part of it. It's possible. It's possible. I, I would almost say this is a beefed up, much better version of eighteen thirty six. Does that is that is that wrong to say? Yeah, I mean eighteen thirty six has its place, its notoriety. I think it actually won a an award at one point. It's not a bad beer, but I wouldn't even put them close together. Really? Yeah, I, I think they're totally different styles. Um, I I prefer this one over eighteen thirty six without oh, a doubt. without a doubt without yeah. a doubt. I'm, I'm going to agree with you there. Maybe the first time we've agreed about this beer. Yeah, but I, I would definitely even, agree that this is way better than eighteen thirty six. I don't think it's even comparable. No, but. I don't know. I, I think I I do think they did a good job. Uh, really, I think this is that beer where. Oh, what's the right way to say this? I think if you attract the homebrew crowd, yeah, I think a lot of the homebrewers are going to tend to this one first, okay, before they go on to the rest of your portfolio, and that that can always be a good thing, you know. That's so. Do you think Foss Beer is ready for their first rating? On hot tub beers. Well, I hope so because they don't got a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hijacked their beers, and now we're rating them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I it's going to be up it's going to be exciting. So I left them money. You, well, <laughs> you're welcome, Foss. We're going to pay you to rate your beers. I paid for that bratwurst too. Oh, did well, how was the bratwurst? Uh, it was it was pretty good. Let's start them easy. Zero to four on the bratwurst. Zero. Burn the burn the cook kitchen down. For I need the bratwurst to breathe. Um, you, you, the way they do it is not a way I would do it. I'd like to know where they get their bratwurst, but they're essentially steam holding the buns, and then it looked like the bratwurst was on a roller. Okay, totally acceptable. Totally acceptable. Um, for what was needed, it it it. It hit the spot. I hadn't eaten all day, and we were headed to Night of Terrors, okay. so I needed something in my body, ah. so I hit the spot. Uh, good conversation makes everything taste better, but frankly, I'd probably put it at a two, right in the middle. Ooh. It's a bratwurst. It's a bun. Ooh, it's, it's sauerkraut. It's a tough rating to start. Uh, okay, so now I, let's go to the alt beer. You know, as a place that ferments, I just I, I really want to see fermented, uh, in-house fermented sauerkraut. I'm just yeah. going to keep going here. Um, I it, know. It, it, it pretty You're much, really riding this bratwurst. It, it felt like it was out of a jar, uh, the sauerkraut. And it probably is. And there's no shame on that. But for me, I want some good. Was that jar hearty. from Germany, though? No, it was pretty thin-cut cabbage. So I lean towards American. Mm. <laughs> I want big, thick-cut cabbage. Make bratwurst like, great again. Make bratwurst great again. <laughs> <laughs> So let's go ahead and rate this this beer, this Old Town Alt beer. Uh, Jake, I, I tell you what, you rated the the Bratwurst. I threw you under the bus on that. I'm gonna rate the Alt beer. I really like it. There's some coppery notes to it that I really enjoy. Um, the malt backbone is not overpowering the hops. I really like the hops that they use. Uh, there's a very earthy tone to it. Uh, this is something that I can sit back. This is not something I'm gonna slam. But it's something I can sit back and enjoy for you know an all all evening all session beer, um, and it's four point eight percent. So I'm not going to be too worried about where I'm going at the end of the night. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a three point three eight seven two. Three point three eight seven two is really where I'm going to land. Um, it's a nice beer. It's something that I want to come back to. Um, this this might be when I go to Foss. That's a good session starter before I try everything else. What are your thoughts? I'm going to go 3.5 flat. Okay. Oh, you went above me. Um, I can definitely I can definitely get a lot of appeal for the the average consumer, which is great. That's yeah. fantastic. Um time of year, it's not a bad time of year for it. It's got great mouthfeel, great carbonation. Um, overall it's, it's, it's well done, 
but I do think you're kind of breaking out of style a little bit, not a lot of it, but like, I mean, man, this is, this is dark. Uh, I was not expecting to be this dark, but overall it's well built. Um, it's easy drinking and it grows on you the more you drink it, which means it's like, by the time you get to the bottom of a pint, you're going to love this beer. Yeah. By the time you get you. to the bottom of eight, you're probably going to hate this I would this agree beer. with you. I, yeah, if, if I kept drinking it by the end of the night, it's going to be a 4.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, man, Jake, thank you for bringing this beer from Foss for us. Uh, Foss, um, I'd say thank you for letting us rate, but you don't know what's going on. Uh, you will when this releases, if you are one of the 12 people who listen. Thank you for letting us to take this without your consent. Ooh. Non-consensual ratings here on Pumped Up Beer Podcast. (laughs) So we're going to take a break. We're going to cleanse the palate with a little national standard from Tups, courtesy of Taylor Beasley. Uh, We're going to come back with a little Lunarium from Foss Brewing. Hot tub beer fans, are you looking to buy, sell, or lease a home with or without a hot tub? Hugh Height, the Texas beer realtor, is who you need to call to help with all your real estate needs. Hugh knows hops and Hugh knows houses. That's txbeerrealtor.com or 281-939-8182. Welcome back. Nice. So, uh, another beer from Foss. Still at Frost, Foss Brewing. So we are... Trying 6.6% the Lunarium beer. Now, this is, I don't, I don't want to say controversial style, but we were talking a little bit about this type of style during the break, Jake. So tell me exactly what a Cascadian dark ale is. Well, I'm not going to say it's, it's not inherently a, a controversial style, but there is a little, little debate. You don't really hear it often because nobody actually gives a shit. Uh, we do, Jake. Do we, we give do. a shit? And our and our twelve listeners. <laughs> so black IPAs. Is it is a black IPA possible? Right. So an IPA is an India Pale Ale. Correct. And the whole point, the whole part of that name is the pale part. Is you have a pale colored beverage. So that's this not, beverage is not pale. Not at all. And so a black IPA is like, okay, well, it can't be a pale ale if it's black. And so that's where you kind of have a, another subname called Cascadian Dark Ale. So right. it, it kind of means the same thing. It wouldn't say it's super controversial, but it's definitely mildly debated. So Cascadian Dark Ale is going to be a, another name for a black IPA. We can't call it a black IPA because IPA is pale, and this is not pale. So we're going to have darker, roastier malts in this beer, but we should have a hop presence similar to an IPA, correct? Correct. And so you said the hops were, what, HB472 was that that weird experimental hop, and Sabro, correct? Yep. So we should be getting some coconut off this, some earthy flavors in this beer. Yes. On On the eye... It's not as dark as I thought it was going to be. I thought I was looking for black. This is not, I mean, it's dark. It's super dark. Tan head. Nose. Noses. That's an IPA nose. There's a little bit of coconut on the nose, but man, it is a, it's an IPA nose on a really dark colored beer. (coughs) Bless you, sir. Jake is allergic to experimental hops. Yes. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. So it, I, I love the word experimental hops. It's it's not experimental hops. Sound like you're doing some crazy science experience experiment, you know? Okay. But quite frankly, how do you have the next good hop? They just keep growing different varieties. They keep giving them numbers, and when they work, they change the number to a name. Ah, uh, like I think that's uh, that's how a lot of them came by. So what are we going to name this one? Hot Tub Beers could be the first one to name this hop. <coughs> Good Lord, dude. I don't think we're allowed to. I don't care if we're allowed to or not. We're going to do it anyway. What should we name it? Mr. Sniffles. <laughs> <laughs> Sneeze-tastic. Sneeze-tastic. Uh, it is 
there are some good flavors on there. Yeah, I mean it's a uh, it's good. I like I like dark and bitter beers. I I agree with you. I agree with you. Schwartz beer is one of my favorite style. I like black IPAs. This the these are beers that I really enjoy just because of the I, I don't know the 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 two styles that are involved that are so opposite each other but come together to 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 make a really really impressive beer. This beer there's a lot of coconut in it. It's almost like it almost has like a roasty coconut porter vibe if I'm tasting it. Oh, but I don't know. The more I drink, the more the hot bitterness comes through and the coconut is just there accenting. I'm I'm really enjoying every sip of this beer. When I'm looking at it, though, I kind of wish that the malt was a little bit heavier. I had a little bit more roast to balance out that uh, coconut. But then I may be contradicting myself because then I may be leaving that Cascadian dark ale style and going into a porter or I a mean, stout. As long as you have that hot bitterness, right? But I think for me, I agree with you. Uh, I think it needs to have a drier roast, a blacker, drier roast on it. Okay. But maybe that's just me. Well, I mean, that's what this, that's what this podcast is for. We're here to educate. We're here to judge Foss and let them know where they stand on the industry standard scale of zero to four. <laughs> you know, and, so and where do they stand? That's a very good question. You know, um, I'm, I'm still kind of determining where they stand here because there's a there's a lot to unpack with this ale. Why Cascadian? I have no idea. No idea. I'm I'm just a trendsetter. All right. I, I'm just a trendsetter. I, I can't go back and yes. so realize trends. So hop with Mr. Sniffles <laughs> and uh, Sabro Hops. Um, you heard it here on the first on the on the podcast first. Equal Parts did a IPA with that same hop. Oh my uh, gosh. Saharan Dust. Saharan Dust. Yeah, it was an Equal Parts IPA with that with ex- Sabro or four seven two four seven two. Yeah, yeah. I've seen four seven two around. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it around a little bit. You know, speaking of Equal Parts. Yes. Great beer. Phenomenal. Incredible beer. Absolutely. Can't get them in a hot tub. Can't get them in a hot tub. I don't know if the Foss guys would be willing to get in a hot tub, but I think the hot tub is becoming like people are nervous of it. I think they're nervous of us. Of us? Yeah. Which no. is interesting. Why? I just, I, I just think they're nervous of us. I mean, I say boner a lot. <laughs> I mean, let's start there. <laughs> like, that's not even like a fun, cool word. It's just like it's it's a little old school. Just yeah, but it's 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 completely figurative. There's no literal boners in the hot tub. No, not in the hot tub. But we were yeah. talking about burlap sack uh, monk robes with boners underneath them. We we did that. That subject was breached. And you know what? I, I just want to bring this into a. Uh, uh, point right now is okay. there's no reason to even talk about boners right now and we've said boner what 10 to 12 times already probably yeah I all mean, because we want equal parts in the tub yeah it will, equal parts needs to get into the tub fossies to get into the tub there's several of these breweries that i mean we're getting to the point now where are you really a brewery if you haven't been on the podcast Ooh, Ooh. i mean i mean we challenged thistle draft shop to become a music venue by having honey boy nelson play and what happened he literally plays tomorrow at noon uh-huh well yeah. i guess after this airs. yeah this episode will have aired and honey boy <laughs> nelson will uh will have played at thistle draft shop and thistle draft shop will be a hand-stamped hot tub beers musical venue that's a weird one yeah i didn't see that one coming yeah well but on that welcome. fact that makes great heights uh not a brewery if they they've been given the opportunity yeah 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 They've been given the opportunity. We got what several Houston at Great Heights Astral. I'd love to get Astral in the tub. Uh, yeah, they've got some really good beers. Uh, when we did, we did review them when we were in New Braunfels. Remember? No, 
Oh. <laughs> New Braunfels that was, a, was a that was a party time. That was a long yeah. day. If you haven't gone back and listened to uh, the Astral in New Braunfels, or that that was the day that we tried five two different stones. versions of Blondine oh. and Five Stones. Yeah, there were some good episodes that we put out there. I mean, that was like seven hours of filming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Um, you know what? As this beer warms, a lot of that coconut hot flavor, that earthy hot flavor coming through. I'm really enjoying this beer. It, it is like the last one, right? There's you, you sip it, you unpack a little bit more, you, you hang out, you have some conversation, and it really grows on you. It, and it's growing, into, it's growing into a really great beer. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, it definitely grows for sure. I'm kind of undecided whether I like it as it grows. There's there's some things about it because I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm not a huge fan of that experimental hop, and I'm not a huge fan fan of that uh, coconut flavor in the beer. Um, Saharan dust by Equal Parts was probably not the best Equal Parts uh, beer that I've had. Uh, even though they brew beautiful beers, I'd say Entropic was probably the best um, IPA that I've had from them. Um, Over Eldritch. Over Eldridge. Really? Yeah. You're wrong. Oh, well, I'm not wrong. You're wrong. No, I'm not. I'm going to call Martina and let, you, let her know. Call her. She won't even get in the hot tub, so. No, Martina will. Martina Matt will? Won't. Will she get in as a equal parts rep? Yeah. Oh. Well, kind of. Uh, I was poking the bear quite a bit. Mm. Uh, we went to the Dynamo game Saturday, and I, I really poked the bear to the point where she went from, like, I'm definitely getting to the hot tub of... Well, maybe I'm getting in that. No. <laughs> but she's a good friend of mine, so um, we'll we'll see how much of that was. So, I don't know. This beer, I'm going to go ahead and rate it. Just because I really don't know what much more I can say about the status of this beer. I'm going to rate it 3.187. It's a good beer. Um, the only thing that really kind of turns me off to it is that experimental hop and the amount of coconut that I'm getting in there. Now, it is a really good beer. It's something that I really enjoy. But am I going to drink more than one of these? No. Will I drink more than one of the Old Town? Yeah, I might drink 10 of the Old Town. Uh, but this one, I'm just doing one. Enjoying hmm. it and moving on. I think the coconut is too much for me. But maybe, I mean, you're a coconut fan. This might be your... Cascadian Dark Ale. So the first time I had this beer, I did not get very much coconut out of it. Okay. It just didn't. Um, and it may be because I drank so fast and it was cold. Uh, the beer was cold. It was actually cold outside too. I, I put it down in a pint at the brewery. It was good, but it wasn't very coconutty. But as we warm up now, I get a lot more coconut Um I mean that's that's all Sabra right there. Um, overall, it's good, but the way that it warms up, it it there's a little bit of sweetness that comes out when it warms up. There's a little bit of coconut that, that kind of comes out, uh-huh. but that bitterness really kind of just gets in there. Okay, um, and I don't know if I love that or if I don't love that, and that's 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 probably my problem there is I, I don't know which one it is see I would I would almost say I want more bitterness and I want the coconut subdued a little bit maybe some different hops in there aside from the the sabro and the uh, experimental that bring out those coconut notes I, I would almost want some like some West Coast hops maybe some Willamette maybe you know what I'm saying I, I get you but I honestly think that it needs like a like a very dry black roast in it Okay. I think that's where I draw the line because that coconut and that bitterness is would be fantastic. It's just if that body was a little roastier and a little yeah. drier, I really would love that. Yeah, but you know who am I? So what are you going to rate it? You're Jake on hot tub beers. That's who you are. Don't ever back down from who you are, Jake. Never have. There you go. Uh, I'm going to go. Geez, just a. Uh, I'm going to go three point three point zero three point zero one. Yeah. So I beat you on this one. You did. Um, and it's it's like I said, I, th- I think as it warms up, it's more confusing than it is less confusing. Okay. Um, and I really wish I got a big dry roasty out of it. But 
I guess to each their own. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's just not a bad beer. There's just some things on it. I think to our individual palates that probably would need to be adjusted for it to be a home run for us. Uh, but I could see it being a home run for other people. Um, it's not. It, it's. It's a well crafted beer. There's. Yeah. There's nothing out of this beer that you can go. Oh well, the brewer really sucks on this one. Um, he, the brewer does an amazing job on it. I just. Just not exactly my perfect cup of beer. Yep. So, um, that being said, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to come back with the last Foss beer in this episode. Last Foss beer in this episode is going to be a little form and function. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beer. So, we are, we're on the third Foss beer. The Conroe Brewery in the oldest building in downtown Conroe. We're going to end on their form and function. Okay, six point eight percent beer. Jake, kind of tell us what this beer is. Uh, well, it's a six point eight percent IPA, single hop with citra. Single hop with citra IPA. Is this supposed to be a hazy or I haven't even opened this up? I don't even have a clue what it looks like. No, I don't. I don't think so. Ooh. Down sound, can sounds good. So I'm gonna pour a little bit here. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say it's a hazy. Yes, sir. I oh, I'm gonna have to agree with that. So single hopped. So is this a smash IPA? Uh, since it says single hop with Citra, I'm gonna assume that it's not a smash. Okay. I assume so. Smash is single malt and single hop. Correct. So my assumption on this is that it's not a single malt. Multiple malts, single hop. So Citra, we should be getting those mandarin orange notes. Uh, really, that Citra kind of tells it all. It's citrus flavors that are coming out of the hops. Maybe a little bit of a bitterness, but but nothing too crazy outside of like an orangey citrus grapefruit type of flavor. I love Citra IPAs. It's just citra hops across the board. It smells nice. Yeah. It smells really nice. And it looks good. I mean, it doesn't I, I know we've we've harped on this on the podcast before. If you're a hazy IPA because you're full of yeast and it's a yeast bomb, then the uh it, it's not as appealing as just because it's hazy because the malt bill maybe makes it hazy because maybe there's some flaked oats in there. Maybe there just wasn't a protein rest. Whatever that goes into it, that the beer is hazy, not because there's shit floating in it. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So full disclosure, if if my voice is coming in and out on this podcast... He's not used to the mic. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not used to the mic. <laughs> I'm, I'm using an actual microphone instead of one that is clipped to my beard today. Which is which is new. It means it means we're we're growing up in the world. Growing up in the world. But it works because I'm manually controlling the inputs this time. So I'm hoping hoping I got a good balance today. So when I back up, are you pulling it up? And then when I come in, are you turning it down? I actually am. And it it's it, <laughs> it's very hard to keep up and continue on at the same <laughs> That's time. Awesome. Jake, the sound engineer, go ahead and add that to your resume. Hot tub beer sound engineer. Oh, it was already on there. Okay, never mind that. <laughs> oh, man. So on the nose, I do get a lot of tropical yes. tropical and stone fruit, which I'm glad I'm not really getting much guava. It's Yeah, no, there's... I'll say that the citrus flavor on it is really subtle. There's there's nothing about it that comes out and screams that citrus flavor is there, but the bitterness in the hop, it's kind is of really what profiles. Um, I, I I like this one. Yeah, I like it. Um, I I think the bitterness is kind of like on that thin line of bitter to astringent. Okay, which is like that very thin line right there. Yeah. Um, I could have gone for just a little bit less bitter, but maybe that's just because we've been drinking malty all morning. And that's true. That's true. But I, I mean, I, I don't know. I appreciate the bitter on that. I, I, I like, I like the IPA to taste like an IPA. Yeah. Right. I don't want an IPA to taste like a juice juice bomb. I don't want an IPA to taste like complete pine sap. I want it to taste like an IPA. Right. Which is going to be a balance of if it's a West Coast that there is that pine flavor there, but it's not this gooey pine sappy beer. Right. If it's a East Coast and it's got those hazy flavors, those citrus flavors that it those flavors are there. 
but I don't feel like I'm drinking a hazy glass of orange juice. I I want to know that I'm drinking beer. This, I'm going to go ahead and say, has the form and function of a nice hazy IPA. Nice. Ooh. Nice, yeah. Like, you like how I blended that in there with the name of the beer? Yeah, you really blended that in there. That's called professionalism in the podcast industry. Oh, professionalism. That's right, yeah. We just hit a new podcast level. Professionalism. That's something we've <laughs> never advertised. <laughs> yes. Professionalism is not something that we've often brought into the podcast. And I'm going to make a push just to bring a little bit of it in. I love that. Yeah. I, I love that for us. Yeah. Right. We're growing. Yeah, look at that. We we have a studio in here. We got uh, a sound being edited as we go. We, got, we really just hijacked Mary's quiet workplace for the day. Actually, no. I'm oh. going to go ahead and say this now so okay. that she goes back and listens to it. Okay. She does not work in here as often as you would think. But every really? time we are in here, she decides to work in here, which is fine. Absolutely fine. Yeah. Except for the amount of people coming to talk to her during it. So at least for me, everybody tries to pull my ear all day long. Yeah. But when we got the mic in front of us, nobody bothers me. Okay. They don't want to be on air. They don't yeah. want to do this. But when Mary's in the room, they all think they can't be heard. And it's like, no, we can hear everything. Whatever your meeting is, is now ingrained in the rest of history. Oh, they're better, like you could go back and listen to past episodes and find uh, Thistle Draft Shop secrets. Yep, yep. You can hear Sean Harold. I love Sean Harold. You can hear him walk into the building and go, oh, man, this is so cool in here. <laughs> Oh, I love that. It's it's called uh what do you call it when the the actor shows up and he's not uh cameos. <laughs> the actor shows up by accident and accidentally ends on air. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a Sean Harold cameo. Sean Harold cameo. Yeah, he's actually a phenomenal musician. I'd love to get him on one day. Great. Has he me. played at his little drive shop? Many times. He's actually probably one of my most reoccurring uh musicians, but he's got a lot of weekly gigs now, so it's harder to get a hold of him. But I think he plays like 403 Eats like every Saturday or what something. What about Open Mic Norm? Open Mic Norm. Oh, boy. Open Mic Norm. So he actually went off the radar for, gosh, close to two years. He came in Tuesday. Yeah, he went off the radar for close to two years, and now he's coming back more often. Yeah. Uh, he actually volunteered to do a, a small unpaid segment on Saturday, tomorrow. But... I unfortunately spent a lot of money on paid segments. I'm going to try to squeeze him in the in between, but he's yeah. a great musician. Yeah, uh, I've actually performed with him before. So uh, when my band came back from the dead from their yeah. hiatus, their ten year hiatus, uh, Norm was actually the opener uh, at that concert, and that was the first time I ever met Norm. Was at oh, really? a concert in 2000? Gosh, sixteen, seventeen. Okay, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, and that's how I met him. Yeah. So if people don't know who we're talking about, uh, Open Mike Norm used to work in the kitchen at Thistle Draft Shop. Yeah. As well as hope host Open Mike Nights at Thistle Draft Shop. Correct. Yeah. Open Mike Nights didn't. It wasn't a hit here. No, 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 no. I don't think okay. it ever will be. I don't. I just don't think that we're that kind of venue. Who knows? I mean, I'd love to. I just saw maybe some if videos. you give them some form and function, loosen them up a little bit. Right. Yes. Uh, I mean, 6.8%. This is not... Would you call this a session IPA? No. Not at 6.8. I wouldn't think so either. And not with this bitterness either. If this was sitting at like 5.2 with that bitterness, I still wouldn't call it a session. Really? Yeah, uh, mainly because I think the whole goal of that session IPA is you can sit down and have 6 to 12, Mm -hmm. and you're just crisp, refreshing. You're not wasted, but you're still having fun. Um, I think with that much bitterness on it, I think your palate is going to be so fatigued by three of them. Okay. Okay. I could I could see that. For, for to me, I don't think it. The the bitterness is a detraction as far as it being a session. The alcohol, yeah, definitely six point I mean, eight. Pushing and seven. Maybe I'm a lightweight. I don't know. But six point eight, I don't think could, I could sit and drink a six point eight all night long. Yeah. And Texas, I mean, has I could. A, uh, uh, your allowance of. Of being off. What do you call that? Why? Why did my brain just? Uh, I don't know. Either way, you're allowed to be 03 percent off of what you market it as, right? And that's that's oh. that's for you know, each time you brew, it's not going to be exactly the same. There's so it could tons be of things that change it. It could go all the way up to seven percent without it being said no. 
Yeah. Now I do know some breweries that will submit a different sample and you'll have stuff labeled as 8.1 that pushes almost 9.8. Really? But what, what would be the that, benefit in that? Uh, not wasting beer. Sometimes things ferment m- more efficiently than expected. Uh-huh. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that can happen, right? So if you buy this malt every single time, that doesn't mean that malt is exactly the same every single time. Correct. And so we talk about freshness. We talk about, I mean, think about grapes. The wine is depicted on how the grape thrived during the season or not thrived. Uh, malt's going to be the same way. You know, do we have a shortage in water? Did we have an overabundance of, you know, rain or, you know, what could happen to that malt? And then obviously you got to germinate and then do the actual malting itself. And anything can be changed from humidity to maybe uh, uh, the temperature being off by half a degree. Each one of these things changes what could be in your beer. So it doesn't matter how exact you are, there's always going to be fluctuation in your ingredients and and the ambient temperatures and humidities that will affect your brewing. So that allowance of being able to move around is great. But also if you accidentally overextend and, and get off by quite a bit, move it to a brewery only release and, you know, don't dump a good beer because the ABV is not what you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Dump a shitty beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not a good beer. Or send it over to one of the distilleries and get the alcohol out of it. Oh, yeah. Not saying anything about Eighth Wonder. No, I've, I've, <laughs> uh, I've, 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 had, uh, I've had some whiskey created by a man you know very well. Yep. Off some beer that was, like, bad and was going to be dumped. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen pallets of it. And, and the whiskey actually turned out pretty dang good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. He once spiked it and didn't tell me. Oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a story for not on air. <laughs> <laughs> not on air. Yeah, yeah. Illegal whiskey making story. But yeah, that guy, I mean, literally pallets of beer in the, in, really? in the garage so that, you know, hey, we have to dump all this because it didn't sell. We, we have an overstock. There's nothing we can do with it. It's out of date. Cool. Let me take it and let me, let me refine it into a different product that's not going bad. That's kind of cool. This one, I don't. I don't know that I want it refined into a different product. It uh, serves its form and function well. It's it's a nice beer. Uh, I keep going back to like I I don't I don't know. I, we've probably harped on this more than once on the show about hazies being juice bombs and this these citrus things that are going to appeal to the masses because somebody wants a sweeter beer or somebody wants to drink an orange juice beer as opposed to like a just a really good hazy IPA with. Nice hop acidity, but the citrus notes are there. I'm going to go ahead and say that this one is a really nice IPA, um, really nice hop acidity, where the citrus notes are there. This is a good beer. This, to me, is going to be – I'm probably going to rate this higher than the rest of the three, the, the rest of the other two. Okay. Um, I'm going to go 3.589 repeating on this one. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, 3.589 repeating. This is a, this is a good beer. I, I really enjoy it. This is something that I can see myself sitting back in the hot tub, whether it's hot or cold, um, and drinking this beer and enjoying it, being refreshed. The bitterness isn't too overpowering to me. Uh, the bitterness is right on for a session beer to me. But I think that the alcohol content, I could like sit down and have a session with these and lose my mind before I know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go against the grain. I think I think today we're just not gonna agree on anything. That's okay. That's okay. You're allowed to disagree with me. Oh, that's the only thing I do. <laughs> Two coins to the different sides. Same something like that. <laughs> there's there's something along those lines. We're just a pocket full of change. <laughs> <laughs> that non-stoppable sunglasses pocket full of change sunglasses i do like um, that though, that man. that is pretty good i do like that um you know i'm gonna i'm gonna go 3.056 um overall i think it was um well brewed in the sense that there's no flaws there's no inherent bad characteristics we're not getting diacetyl dms we're not getting butyric acid it is you you can taste that it is well brewed. My issue is, and I, you, 
you probably can guess. I've said it a few times. My issue is is the bitterness, the the astringency is is kind of like a sore thumb next to all of the citrus and the stone fruit and the tropical flavors. Um, I think there's a point where it's a great balance. Yeah. But I think we have tipped the balance on this one. I think we've okay. gone a little bit too far, and that you know. That could be for a number of reasons of, of why it's more bitter, but quite frankly, it's just it's not as refined as I want it. If I drink this uh, next to, oh boy, Striker and Entropic, right? Two easy ones to call. Okay, Striker just speaks to such a sophistication because of that balance. Okay, and so this is good beer, but it's not sophisticated yet. It's not top tier yet and i think that's where we are is they are still a very young brewery and to be producing beers like this out of the gate is already a a, a fantastic feat i would agree and with so you. i look forward to seeing this beer and all of their beers grow into that super sophisticated badass like beer that beer that stands alone that you don't want to drink it with dinner because you want okay. to completely be in, enveloped in its flavor and i feel like that's where I feel like that's where their IPAs are headed. Okay, and at least that's where I'm hoping for. No, I, I think I think that's a good assessment. I, I really enjoy that assessment. It's uh, there. There's a lot of things there that I think we both agree that Foss is doing some really good things, right? Oh yeah, right. You know, especially um, now that they get the seal of approval of hot tub beers, they're probably just going to go through the roof right now. Um, should we actually get a sticker made that says "Hot Tub Beer oh, Seal of goodness. Approval"? Yeah, we should. <laughs> we should um that should that should be a thing you do know if we do that i'm gonna carry some in my pocket at all times and if i really like a toilet bam right there on the top hot tub beer approved this is a badass toilet but but if we do that we also need hot tub beer denied <laughs> so, <laughs> like put a gavel on it and like a red sticker uh-huh <laughs> yeah yeah like like this is not good don't come here thank you hot tub beers Please don't burn this down. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, man, Jake! Thank you for getting this beer for Phosphorus. I, I really appreciate it. Um, incredible beers. That was that was fun to fun to try. Um, looking forward to actually going to the brewery and tasting some there. Maybe straight out of the tank, man. Going old yeah. world style there at Foss Brewing. Um, thank Foss, you for starting at nine a.m. with me. That way, I can get the rest of my day done as well. I know. Yeah, same here. Like I like starting early because then I feel like I still have a day. Uh, to work on things because yeah. I still got. Uh, oh, I gosh. still have at least twelve more hours on my work day. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Foss. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Foss. Thank you, Foss, for like brewing some great beer for for putting something else on the market. I know starting out a brewery is not the easiest thing to do, especially now that it's becoming even more saturated. Uh, these breweries that made it through the pandemic are doing an amazing job, and Foss is going to be one of these that are going out there and putting out a quality product um, to not saturate the market, but to contribute to the the market which which i really enjoy that's that's really good man so hats off to y'all um hopefully we can get you in the pot in the uh in the hot tub and and uh, get you in a formal episode this will count this as your unofficially official episode we'll have your official episode later and we'll when still you have the sticker for you and we'll still have a sticker for you yeah absolutely so if you like what you hear, guys, please make sure that you're rating us at a 5.0 on any of the podcatchers that you listen to. Make sure that you like, subscribe, follow, share anything that we're producing uh, via on Instagram or on any of your favorite podcatchers. You can also follow us and support us and keep the hot tub warm for as little as 99 cents a month. It's $300,000 a month. Much as $300,000 a month would be accepted. This is all done via the pank, the uh, excuse me, the Anchor app. Um, that link is in the link tree in our bio on Instagram. You can follow us there. Make sure that you're uh, sending all that stuff there and making sure you're telling other people to keep the hot tub warm as well. Guys, thanks again for listening. And until next time, enjoy your hot tub beers. Cheers. Cheers. Noise. <laughs>